Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. You did a good job. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. Welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast. Um, we are not in the same place still. I feel like I have to give everyone, like, the news and the weather. I know. I love the news and the weather. So I, Kimmy, am in LA. And you, I'm Liza. I'm in New York. Yes. Two best cities around. I mean, you know, we're just uh, so bi-coastal. With it, hip happening. It's funny. I've been in, like, I feel like I've been having so many conversations about LA like this week just at like at work mostly not this week like last week it's a Monday but like four different people were like either had just moved here from LA or were about to move to LA and like literally like my producer is like kind of like involved with someone who lives in LA like it just was like conversation couldn't stop happening (laughs) it was just like oh my god this conversation follows me, I think. Or yeah. just everyone. No, in, totally. Any kind of well, We need to get you out here for a chunk of time. I know. Time. I'm going to come in January for a little bit, I'm I think. excited. I'm excited. Um, and then I we'll know. be recording in the same place. Yeah. Slash, we can maybe do like a live thing or a meetup. Yes. We keep talking Let about Let us it. know if you're in LA and you would come. <laughs> yeah. Email us. I'm feeling very needy. Um, same. On that note, should we talk about the theme, just right from the ba- yes. off the bat, just in case. For then we can give the spiel. Sure. Um, I'll yes. try to give a condensed spiel of what this podcast is about in a second. But today we're talking about the what are we conversation. So if you've ever dated, thought about getting married, just literally been like in middle school when you're like, are we boyfriend, girlfriend or not? You've probably dealt with the what are we conversation one time in your life and if you haven't you maybe have wanted to I for one have no ability to bring that conversation up but basically this episode this week we're just focusing Kenny is off the pod we're just focusing on that conversation because we've got some some good write-in stories thank you for sending them in we love you all so dearly please keep sending in your stories worst first dates best first dates worst whatever rashes that you've had we don't care we love them all and yeah, today we're going to talk about that topic and really like dig deep. Um, God, I, I, I'm very annoying. Fucking Mondays. but No, you're fine. It's like I literally feel like my uh, brain is hot garbage. So it's going to be good. We're going to have deep talks about it. Hot garbage. What are we? We are like ideally the answer is not hot garbage like us. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, also like – you made it sound like Kenny was, like, fired from the pod. He's just not on the pod oh, tonight. Oh, oopsie. Okay. You were like, Kenny's off the pod. I was like, Kenny's oh, off the pod. Oh, my God. See, I'm a lot Kenny. Kenny's our new dater. He's also Kimmy's brother. Kimmy was going on dates. Now she's dating someone she met on the pod, and now Kenny's going on dates. That's mm-hmm. about as That's con- concise as I could. Start from the beginning if you want. It's kind of fun words. when you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. We love Listen, it. Listen, re-listen. Tell your friends. Now we're just talking about dating, and – and recruiting new daters probably in the new year and doing uh, all the things that we do. Yeah. Um, and you and should – everyone should offer to be a new dater because our – other than Kenny, our other new female dater um, ended up 
meeting someone right away and not being able to continue to be our dater. So on the first date she went on to talk, like to t- discuss on the pod, they're like together now. So honestly, we have a very good track record of finding people. People, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, we love it. We're very happy for her. Obviously, that was like literal no shade intended. We want everyone to find their uh, lobster and make it be great. Um, but. If you have any interest in being a dater, you can hit us up. If you want to recommend someone, hit us up. If you want to recommend someone from the internet, like, I follow this person and I think they're funny and mm-hmm. they should be blah, blah, blah. Any of that, we're open to it all. And you can contact us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com, on Instagram at 51firstdatespod, mm-hmm. in the secret Facebook group, 51 First Dates secret Facebook group, yeah. podcast secret group, sorry. Um, yeah. And follow us on Instagram. Do all the things. We're about oh, and that. rate, subscribe, review. No kidding. Yes, thank you. I think I'm doing it now because then we don't have to do it later. Yep. <laughs> I love not being the annoying one. I'm always the one like fucking rate, subscribe, review, or die. No, literally. But <laughs> I don't mean that. But, but we do actually, do this for free. We have some sponsors, but we're mostly doing this for free. And we love when we can like bring you more guests because we don't have money to like. I guess no guests would take money, but it basically like that's the currency is what I'm trying to say. Like. That's the currency, like, seeing how many followers you have on all the platforms, but especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts still. Yeah, it really, really matters. And when you rate and – like, I've said this before on the the podcast. When we've been begging you to rate, subscribe, review. I feel like this is, like, our version of, you know, like, on PBS where they just every five minutes are asking you to donate. Yeah. Um, But for us, we're not asking for money. We're just asking for a couple seconds of your time. Um, So (laughs) – when you when people like when we approach people to be on the podcast or when we're talking to people who maybe are fancy and have cool followings who may be might be daters in the future, one of the first things they do is go look at how many reviews we have. Um, right now, as of press time, we have two ninety one. If we get to three hundred in one week, in the week after this episode is released, what should we do, Kimmy? Let's do something fun. Oh, what should we do? Well, the holidays are coming up. Um. Oh, shit. I have nothing fun. Get really I, drunk. I a drunk feminism episode? Yeah. I but would like, love a drunk genuinely feminism drunk. episode. But like full. Like we'll do shots on the air. You can yeah. Like, well, like with Savannah. Have you, like again, the, the episode I continue to like hear the most about, our guest Savannah, Savannah Engel, back in the day. That was, that was a mm-hmm. good one. Um, we did some drunk feminism. Um, oh, I admit, well, yeah. What will we do, Liza? What will we do? I feel like we should do a like – I don't – I honestly don't know. Okay, we have the whole episode to think of something fun to do or you can email us suggestions. This is how unproduced we are that we literally like, we've got an idea for a contest. Stay tuned for that idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we, oh, we, oh, I have one. I have one, but I'm not ready to Tell share Tell me. I'm not ready to oh, share okay. Oh, 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 it's oh. so good. Okay. No, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe that would be a good way to get people to get to 300 to find out what we were going to do. Well, we will do something, but we just don't know it yet. Yes, and it'll be great, and it'll be celebratory, and it might involve the secret Facebook group. <gasps> should we do a live, especially because I will probably be able to record in person, should we do like a Facebook live, like, yes. or a video of our recording? That's literally perfect. That's it. Okay. If we get to 300 in the next week, we're going to do a Facebook live episode where you will see our faces, and we will be drinking, possibly heavily, because we'll be in the same place for a couple days, and we'll have, you know... 
any special guests on you want. <laughs> well, no, depending their availability. But it'll yeah. be a live episode and it'll be great, like a Facebook live episode. We'll try to get Kenny in for one of the, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll bring in a couple of our friends to like speak as guest daters. Yeah, that would be on fun. any of that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So rate, subscribe, review. I mean, it's really only nine more reviews. So nine. if there you are- get out there and do it, we'll do a live episode and then you can see what our faces look like while we're talking. Yeah, it, be it'll a, be. I'll have to. <laughs> I'll have to wear a bra. Uh, and anyway, I'll have to. Yeah, I might not, not wear pick a my bra. nose. No, <laughs> I just. Oh God. Oh goodness. It's just like usually we're tired, and I, I, I would say that neither of us want people to see our faces right now. But we'll do like a festive little live thing. Yes, okay. fully. All right. Um. So also, I think it's on the subject of this is whatever. I have fully picked my nose. Okay, here's something I've done when we've mm-hmm. been like reading emails like so like say we're skyping and recording a podcast we've been i've been reading emails so i can't see your face even though you can see me because we're skyping i've fully picked my nose while i've doing well i've done that before without realizing it oh i've never noticed though oh my god that's good Picking i've done nose. it like two or three times cute anyway talk about like <laughs> what are we conversations when do we pick each uh, each other's nose when do we pick our own noses in front of each other like that's a, that's that's a next level. That's true. That's I, a line I like. It's weird because like almost nothing grosses me out. But that's something no. where I'm like, don't fuck it. Like I don't even care if someone farts in front of me. I really truly don't. I like do not want you picking your nose or clipping your nail. Your like especially your toenails, but any of your nails in front of me. No. So date thirteen has been in with me in LA for like a few days now, and like I just have to keep catching myself to just not like pick my nose when he's. Like, not like yeah. when we're both in the room when I'm, like, in my bedroom where I'd be like, oh, God, the boogies, they're happening. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And it's, like, it's funny because it's not – it's definitely not even, like, the most disgusting thing we do as humans. No. But there's just something really, really disgusting about it. Yeah. It's, like, I have no care for the other person in this room. It's all about me, too, if they're, like, yeah. picking your picking your nose. Well, then it's also, like, you got to do something with the boogies. So there's, like, a whole other Oh, that's true. Like, I don't like you know. to talk about that. That's private. <laughs> <laughs> no, if that's not a creepier than it about is. What you do with your boogers? Then go to our secret Facebook group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, mainly because I like probably don't do what I like. I don't do anything weird with them. I just like don't like always like. Oh, let me go to the bathroom and have a tissue moment. Okay. Yeah. No. Cool. For sure. Good thing I have like <laughs> found date number thirteen. We'll go back and edit this if we break up. Okay. I'm absolutely not editing this ever. Um. <laughs> Tell us what you do uh, with your boogies and deal breaker, picking nose on first date, definitely. Yes. Um, we've had so many nose things. The bloody noses, the bloody yeah. nose kisses. We've had a noses lot of Noses are fucking inconvenient. It's just a lot to – I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of maintenance. Okay. Anyway, we're not a nose podcast, nor are we a cheese cheese podcast. <laughs> Remember last <gasps> week when I talked about cheese for like 15 minutes? I was drunk while we were recording and I just – wouldn't stop talking about cheese. And I was like, a cheese podcast would be great. And then I took it to the next level. I forget with what. But everyone was like, no. <laughs> Kenny was like, Kimmy, we're not doing another podcast. You were ready. You were like fucking ready to write the write the proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, I like- uh, so Sorry, what should – no, no, no. I was just thinking, should we get right into it? I guess we should. But I, I was also thinking last night, I went to dinner with date 13 and I was like, Actually, this this is all sorts. This brings gross. I'll tell it now because it brings gross and and normal together. I was like, what? I was like, we are recording tomorrow night. Like, um, I'll be doing this for this hour and a half, uh, two hours. No, I was like, what? Like, what was our? We're gonna do the what are we talk? 
And he was like, oh, our ours was late, really late. And it was. Um, I think having a podcast puts me at like – like my version is not going to be very helpful, but my past experiences maybe. But I was like, it wasn't that late. I thought it was – so I thought it was this time that date 13 got back from a trip or I hadn't seen him in a while. came to my apartment, didn't want to do the the dirty with me, and I was paranoid that he was going to, like, break up with me. And the next morning, like, he kind of brought up a talk about, um, you have this podcast, like, what are we doing? I'm really nervous about this. And I thought that was him trying to have the talk, but apparently he just was – he was, like, did want to talk about that, but apparently was just feeling really sick that whole night. He stayed over my apartment and was like not feeling good in his tummy. So I thought oh it was God. like very cute. And it was no, he had like had some like food troubles. Actually, he might not want me to say this, but okay. Oh well. Oh my God. Say. That's hilarious. So oops. So that was not That's our talk. Really, really but I just funny. it came up last night and I was like, oh oops. Okay. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's funny because like I'm a professional like talk avoider. Like, even with people who I've really liked, I just – any kind of the talk – by the way, the talk that we're talking about, oh, which, yeah. like, we've we've vaguely referenced, but is, like, the talk that takes something that's undefined to something that's defined. So I think that can be, like, a lot of different talks. A lot of times, in a, I think, when it's, like, a committed, like, monogamous romantic relationship, there's, like, a series of talks in our, in our like, modern era um, – about like maybe first exclusivity and then first like are you my boyfriend can I call you that are you my girlfriend then it's like where do we you know is this serious do we want to whatever but I think that like it's funny because I I've always avoided these talks in every position I've been in whether it's like I'm ferociously in love and I'm obsessed with the person and they have no idea and we're friends or I'm in love and it's great and we're hooking up and everything's going really well and there's nothing to be afraid of. Whether it's like I'm hooking up with someone and I don't really want it to be more. Like every single, like anything I've ever been in, I've avoided any kind of the talk. That's a really good point because same. Yeah. Like from either it's side. It's fucking horrible to have. Yeah. It's like uncomfortable as fuck. Even if you want it or like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I think you and I might too like not, I don't know. Even if you want it though. I think as soon as someone, maybe someone I wanted to have the talk with so badly and would like hint at it and then didn't give me what I wanted. I think if had, had it been the other way around and they really wanted to have the talk, I would have been like, no, even with them. Like, I, yeah. you know, like, oh, I don't want to do it yet. It's like when it's well, not it's happening, just, I want it, but. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that like a lot of times what I've wanted is for other people to initiate it is probably yeah. like, because a lot of times I feel the same thing where it's like, I want this to be more defined, even if it's like, I want it to be defined that we're not exclusive, that I don't want to be your girlfriend. Mm, <laughs> you know, that's like, a good point. I've been in that position too, where I'm like, I wish this could be more defined. And I've, like, wriggled out of conversations where people have been, like, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> like, are we together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. And it's, like, I, I think that the, the, the craving to have something defined and, like, parameters put on something is something that most people feel. Mm-hmm. Even if the parameters are, like, this is mellow and we're not seeing it going anywhere, you know? 
And then in that case, I think it's really important, like this is mellow and we're not seeing it go anywhere, that everyone – actually, it's important no matter what the consensus is, but that it's a true consensus, that everyone's like actually on the same page about. Yeah. Because I've been, I'm mellow too. Just kidding. I'm going to text you really weird things at 12 a.m. because I want to know if you're dipping it in someone else. For sure. That was a truth moment. Yeah. No, I mean for sure. And like I, I feel like I've even – in people who I've had crushes on, like, like, big, like, many year-long crushes that I've, like, just not said anything to. Not That's not really the same thing. That's not, like, the talk, but it's another, like, mm-hmm. way I avoid kind of, like, getting feelings in the open and defining things. Um, Like, I, I feel like even with those crushes, I've, like, I, I've felt that way where, like, I feel like this is an unfair balance of power. Mm-hmm. And I could help that be better by just fucking initiating a conversation about it, but I've never done it because I want the other person to do it. So I just do exactly that. I like text and I'm this and I'm like trying to, you know, like fish, fish something out of someone, which is just a fucking bad look on anyone. And I've done it so much. And we, I feel like we all do it all the fucking time. I don't know. Even it's funny. I just feel like that's the theme. And I like that you're talking about it from both sides. I like that you said like the balance of power, like the power balance. Because that's the thing. Obviously, the only thing I know from like finally being in a normal relationship is that it does feel like the power balance is more the same. And uh, maybe I have a little bit extra. Well, I just have a very nice boyfriend, I would say, who is willing to do a lot of things for me like that. But like, and I maybe take advantage of that sometimes. But like, um, I don't know. I just feel like the when the balance feels off either way, it's kind of like a red flag of like, like you can feel that no matter what. Oh, for sure. And it's funny because like I definitely don't have like a doting boyfriend. <laughs> like and for I've had moments where I've been like, oh, like he doesn't fawn over every word I say and like do everything I ask. And then I like realize that, like in my like in previous situations that has been the case and I fucking hated every second of it so it's something where like I think that the equality of power it means different things to different people because I think a lot of people want you know lots of different things and like have different like like dynamics they're comfortable with but I think I I feel I only feel comfortable in like a very equal power dynamic relationship yeah I would still say though that Jeff would go to the – I feel like he would do, would do – he loves you. Like, you know, it's just something about yeah. that. Like, obviously he loves you. But, like, there's something like the energy I feel is like – I don't know. Have you watched well, – for, for me, it feels like it's equal. It's like like yeah. he, would, he would do anything for me in the same way I would do anything for him. But he's not like – to me, something something I really love about him is that he's not, like, particularly chivalrous because that kind of shit drives me insane. Mm. I think it's, like, a subtle form of sexism. So it's always, like – I also didn't mean to shit on chivalry. Like, lots of people – anyone can want whatever they want in a partner. Just for me, I've never particularly, like, responded well to that. There's something about it that I don't – feels like – I don't yeah. know. I just don't it, – it feels not right to me. That's not That's not, like, my love language. Um, so... Oh, my God. I have to. It's come across my mind in two times. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Have you seen I'm no, Sorry, Andrea Savage's show? No, I haven't, but everyone keeps talking about blow, it. You're going to blow through it, and you're going to... It's an interesting dynamic, <laughs> and Date 13 has been, like, 
Yeah, I uh, really relate to that dude because <laughs> he's just like he's. Not, it's actually a portrayal of like a married relationship with a kid that's not like they're not like each other's enemies, and it's not just about the like difficulty of it. I mean, it's a comedic show. Yeah, it's maybe most similar to like Curb, but like not Larry David Curb. Like it's gotcha, L.A. Gotcha, like gotcha. the like wha- like the female particularly co- comedian perspective. I don't know. She's just so fucking funny, and it's it's really well done and. I love it and high high recommend. But weirdly, there's a whole episode about the love languages because someone tells her and then they like get too into figuring it out. But like just overall, I already wanted to ask you if you had seen it because I think that on that show, it's like a very interesting dynamic where like – and again, it's a comedy so and it's fiction. But like there's just like this supportiveness of like they're just two different types of personalities. Like she's got a yeah. big one and he's like an entertainment lawyer. Like and they're – I don't know. There's this like nice balance. I don't know. I just feel like you never see relationships portrayed that like not perfect, but like good. They like don't. Cool. Yeah. It's interesting. I like that. I'm excited to watch it. I'm needing a new comedy. I've been like just in a TV desert a little bit. Um, But yeah, I think that like the, the talk ultimately of like the what are we talk is like some kind of step in the direction of like balancing power dynamics 100 percent, yeah and i mean before we get well let's read this but i just want to preface in case i get like well this is what we should do i have been the worst perpetrator of like not bringing up the talk but wanting the talk and talking to all my friends about like wanting to know what was going on like i i just relate so much and that's why i think like those facebook uh, secret Facebook group stories and just like emails we got. I was like, we have to do an episode entirely dedicated to this because even when you know what like ideally you would do or like what – it's just impossible when you have feelings and you want – you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's very, very, very hard. And like I think that there's two two kind of prongs to what we should discuss. One is like initiating the talk. Mm-hmm. And the other is, like, having the talk because it's yeah. two separate, like, fucking strugs. Like, those are t- two such separate things. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. I just got anxiety thinking about both of them. Literally. I literally am, like, I don't I, – I don't think – even after all of this, even after, like, our – like, doing the whole podcast, like, me being in, like, a, a relationship that I think is really healthy for, like, a really long time, like, things that, like, feel like a, like big steps forward in my – emotional maturity if I was like in a situation tomorrow where I had to have the talk I would still fucking avoid the fuck out of it after nope. years of therapy <laughs> yeah watching watching people in these like relationships that are budding at business school where you're seeing each other all the time on campuses I'm like nope and people are like we're exclusive but we're like I'm like I don't envy you I don't envy you that's normal it's like horrible. such high stakes right now to like declare yourselves in a relationship or not I don't I ooh, it's I'm horrible I just was having a talk with like one of my best friends in the world is having like is in a kind of new relationship and they recently just had their first kind of like disagreement. Like it wasn't even a fight, but just like kind of their first bump in the road. And it brought up like a bigger, like, what are we talk? And like, what's the, is this like a serious thing? I mean, they've, they've been exclusive and together and whatever, but like we were just talking about it over the weekend and I was just like, holy fucking shit. I am so like, I had such schadenfreude because I was just like, I've been there and it's a fucking horrible feeling. Yep. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. But this this whole thing started because someone posted in our secret Facebook group 
Um, and we're going to read that post. We will. I'll, want- I'll go for this one if you want. Go um, for it. Sorry. I'll go for this one. I just was Take up in away. front of my face and I felt nope, proud amazing. that I actually had it up. I have um, it up too and I'm going to try not to pick my nose in front of you. No, pick that nose. I won't judge you. Um, <laughs> now I want to because we've been talking about it. Oh my gosh. Um, do it. Do it. I won't look. I'll look at the email. No. Okay. So this is from a listener. Um in our secret Facebook group, she told us we could read it. I'll just give her first name. Or should I not? I feel like she was down. She, she said she did not, quote, I don't even care about being anonymous. So Perfect. I think we can go first name. I think so too. Jesse, thank you for writing this. Um, also, thank you to everyone writing these. Like, like people are getting more and more vulnerable. And like, God damn it, not to toot our own horn. But like, I would have loved like a little resource like this. I used to like fucking Google like, what do you do like like a child on the internet? And then it would be like these articles some um, at some places that I used to even write for. But like I think it's just so – like a lot of times these um, things – it's like not misery loves company but like pro- like difficult situations love company because we've all been there. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. And like people in this group are just so fucking cool. I agree. I just really like everyone. So Jesse. Hi. So I've been a part of this group and I've loved the podcast for forever now. I've always contemplated posting in here but never did because of anxiety. Love anxiety, LOL. I like that. Um, But I finally just had enough and need some advice slash insight. So here's the scoop. I've been dating this man, 26, I'm 22, for about two months now. We met on Bumble and hit it off right away. We have weekly date nights and sleepovers. We've said we were exclusive. He even deleted his entire Bumble profile because he told me he found what he was looking for. He is the sweetest. But we haven't fully intermixed our lives together yet. He hasn't met my friends and I haven't met his either. He told me he wants to meet them, but timing is never really right since he works in an ER. We also have not established what we are to each other. Two nights ago, I asked if we were going to exchange gifts for the holidays and he got a little weird. Last night we talked about it and he told me that he was sorry for being weird because he definitely sees us dating past that, I think that time, sorry, that was my fault, um, and didn't mean to put anxiety in my head. I finally opened up to him and told him I actually am really anxious because I don't know what I am to him and that scares me. At this point, I like him a lot and it would really hurt if I lost him. He kind of danced around the topic of being boyfriend-girlfriend, but he did tell me that I have nothing to be worried about because he sees a future with me, that he likes me a lot, and wishes I wouldn't be so anxious. The rest of the night was completely normal, but of course, I am super anxious about it all still. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think he's just taking things slow and of course I ask him to get together tonight but of course he's busy so I'm home overthinking hoping someone can give me some peace of mind so sorry for this novel of a post ha 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 no apologies that's my first thought okay no for sure thank you for sharing all this I think the reason I was like we should talk about this is because Jesse shared so many details that like I started to understand like I was like oh I know exactly what she's talking about it's not a clear-cut like no. Is he a dick or is he, you know, like it feels very, um, I think it's like a good starting place for talking about what are we conversations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in so many ways, this is so representative of like every, like, what are we situation I've been in because it's, there's so much gray area in like all of it. Like he is talking about his feelings. He is expressing himself. Like he is, you know, like doing things. Like it's like they're having talks about it, which is healthy. Yeah. But it's just like still a little bit unclear. Yeah. I like – so may I pop it? So Hannah Ornstein, my um, 
editor at Elite Daily, commented on this post, which was fun. She's been a guest on the podcast. I'll read what she said because I feel like she's like a little bit of like an expert in this stuff. And then we can talk about like like, – like I love her advice, but I know myself. I would read it and like be a little afraid to take it. So if you're nervous, talk to him. Tell him you'd like to use boyfriend girl, the boyfriend-girlfriend label and asks how he sees that as different from what you are now. See if he responds. If he says yes, amazing, you got what you wanted. If he says no, you can move on and find someone who is on the same page. It sounds like he's really into you though, maybe just a little shy about initiating that combo. Um, Which I fully agree with. Part of me is still also just like, well, she has initiated it. Like, Liza, what do you think it could be? What do you think is happening here? I mean, okay. I feel like as an avoider of the conversation, Mm -hmm. I understand that like sometimes – like I'm a big overthinker and sometimes it takes me a really long time to understand like all of the aspects of my feelings. So let's say I'm giving this guy 100% the benefit of the doubt. Like, it could just be that he, I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything about him. We don't know his baggage. We don't know what's happened to him in his past. We don't know if he's been through, like, any kind of, like, shitty traumatic relationships. Like, we don't know any of that. So we don't know what he's, like, coming into this with. So I'll start out with my, like, most generous, he's an angel from heaven who maybe has some baggage Mm -hmm. and whatever. He might just be still figuring out exactly what it is that he wants. For me... I think that's totally fine and acceptable as long as you, Jesse, like think you want to stick around while he figures that out. I think that like in this, almost everything I say in this podcast continues to boil down to like the same five things. But I think that the most important thing here is for you to decide like what you want and then also like what you are okay with and for how long you're okay with it. Like, almost like going into, like, a salary negotiation or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to be, like, what's my goal? What's, like, the best thing that could happen? And then it's, like, and what am I kind of fine with for the next month or the next two – I mean, not for a salary negotiation, but, like, for a relationship. Like, what am I fine with for, like, the next X, Y, Z amount of time? Two months, three months, whatever. Like, I'm fine with us being exclusive but, like, not using the boyfriend-girlfriend label while we kind of figure it out. But if it's still this way in March, I'm not fine with it. Yeah, I think that's – Or – Sorry. No, yeah. I just interrupted. I think that's really smart. Like not yeah. to have like a deadline that you have to even set with him but like with yourself because I think that's where I got in trouble in the past. And I think it was like I had way less reassurance that like he was really into me. He just needed time. I had more like he wasn't going to commit but like I wanted him to. So I kept sticking totally. around. And And I think a good thing to do if you are setting these goals with yourself is to write it down somewhere, like write it in your journal or like write it in an email to yourself that you get sent or have your, I don't know, send a note, give your friend a letter and be like, mail this to me on March 1st (laughs) or just whatever, do something more normal and just tell your friend like, hey, set a reminder in your phone on March 1st or whatever date it is. Can you please remind me that I... Like, I'm not okay with being in any kind of gray zone by then with this Mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. Because this is a really good example of where, like, it's full gray zone, but with that exclusive thing, which is so confusing in our generation. We do it, though. Whatever. Uh, And it's so normal to, like, want more. Just want the fucking commitment. But it's, it's like, it's gray zone, but it's not – but it's still, like, there's a lot there. Like, I I trust that this guy is really into you. But then I also, just to be, like – 
devil's advocate to it all or what we usually, I feel like, because we're going to talk about the specific talk more too. Um, I feel like on this podcast, we're usually like, well, identify like what you want and then communicate it, which I feel like you've done, Jesse, which is fucking awesome because I'm always too yeah, especially the fact that you're 22. I fucking Jesus. didn't even understand that I had any feelings <laughs> when I was 22. I was I just, I was just a puddle of jelly just quivering on the ground. Anyway. Um, and then kind of, but on top of that, the other way, I think we talk about this a lot in the podcast, and it's definitely, this is projecting my own stuff, is sometimes, and there were a couple comments about this, like, if you're not getting what you want, like, don't, don't try like don't not try to make it but like put that first put that first between like well but it is so great you know like and the only part of me that heard that at all in you was the anxiety at the end for our listener like there's just a little anxiety at the end that I'm like well let's see but if you have a timeline I think Liza's advice is good like yeah a month more of anxiety and it's still you're still anxious all the time okay then then you are like nah I'm good like I think I like this like ultimatum with yourself versus ultimatum with a partner yeah, like just just like setting boundaries for what you deserve, what you want. And like anyone can give – like most people can't give us what we really need, you know. It only takes one person really to like be able to give you what you need for you to be like, cool, great. Maybe I'll never have to date again now or whatever. Um, but I think the other thing too is like I totally understand the feeling anxious about it. And again, I don't know the situation and I'm not – totally sure like I'm not I'm not trying to like be a lady gaslighter to you at all but I would say that like because I'm not trying to say your anxieties are unwarranted they completely are but I also just encourage you to like remember that like stuff does take time and um and not everyone um you're clearly like very self-aware especially for your age uh, he might not be, even though he's older than you. Like, mm-hmm. men tend to be a little bit less emotionally developed, a little bit less self-aware. Like, they've been raised differently than us. It is, I think, a little harder for them sometimes to, like, understand the corners of their mind and their emotions. Like, he might just be someone who, who takes longer to understand the way he feels about people. And I say that just as someone who, like, that's true for me. So I feel like I understand that type of personality. Again, I'm making every assumption because I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> but... And, like, you've done a great job of bringing it up. The hardest thing. We should have had Jesse call into the pod and tell us how to right? fucking do this. Um, and it's not – like, I feel like there is some – and I'm totally stealing this from a lot of the comments in the secret Facebook group. But, like, there is something to, like, just, like, if you're able to, just sitting back and, like, being okay with what happens, with something in mind, like a date or a, something that you want – and then at the same time, like, the other thing I'd offer, I'm offering all the things is, like, the the weirdest thing for me as one who was not in, was in, like, this sounds much more, like, it's it could happen, you know, one more conversation and you guys could be dating. Like, this situation is not a situation I was in, but just, like, I was in situations where I felt anxious more often than it felt easy, and Liza always said that. I do think that is very important to, like, think about because – me, good old 30-year-old me, finally in a normal relationship or, you know, so I think. Um, it does feel so much easier. Like, it just does I – yeah. I don't have that anxiety. And, I mean, totally. I have moments of anxiety, especially with long distance. Um, but it's different. I don't know. Totally. 
one of my one of my mom's like kind of go to pieces of mom advice is that like is this from my mom or is this from somebody else? <laughs> no, just because it might be one of my aunt's pieces of advice. Okay. I have a lot of very powerful female figures in my, you know, I have a lot of ladies in my coven. Um, ladies in motherly, your coven. Motherly figures to me. But um, some wise woman once told me <laughs> <laughs> that, like, something should like a, a, especially a relationship, but everything in your life, if it takes, if it drains more energy than it gives you, it's not good. And that's like, in theory, should be true for your job, your friendships, your family. Like it should give you more energy than it feels like it's taking out of you. So if you don't feel like this is is filling like you with like um a certain kind of like happiness or joy, like whatever if the if that balance is off like that's also something i think that's good to keep an eye on and probably help you set some of those parameters of like cool how long am i okay with this kind of undefined state yeah uh yeah i i think that's good and there is also just this is a side shout out sorry there are so many awesome like women on this thread everyone should go to this um thread in the secret facebook group where they're recommending these amazing books including attached with we which we recommended but like I don't – I didn't entirely read. But, like, I want to now because I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, oops. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we, like – we kind of professionally recommend books that we haven't read. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, like – because I do it all the time. I'm like, well, you really – I mean, have you heard of The Four-Man Plan? I've never read it. But here's what I've been told it's about and I'm going like, to – Yeah. Oy. It's funny because um, I'm also just, like, scrolling down. So, wait, Jesse, thank you for, like – being really open and starting this thread and then also like and all of you are sharing things sorry this one just like caught my eye I think because I related to it so much um but also like I don't know we see this a lot we see this in emails we see this in the group like we're we're casually dating for a few months I'm seeing this one right under this post like I feel like I need to ask him where we're standing and have the talk without putting pressure on him and I always used to worry about putting pressure on him or, you know, again, heteronormative. There's a lot of, like, gendered stuff going on there as well. But, like, ugh. In, a, in the perfect world, we could all just, like, ask for what we wanted. But I know it's hard. So I'd love to, like, think a little bit about how we actually – how we become like Jesse and, like, have that talk. Like, totally. Wait, can I read another comment from the secret Facebook group that I think just – is like a hilarious tiny anecdote that's relating to what you just said. Yes. So um, this listener, I wrote another post that was like, hey, I think we're going to talk about this on the podcast. Like anyone have any thoughts or whatever to share? And someone wrote, "Uh, a few weeks into dating my current guy, I blurted out with no plan, are we totes boyfriend, girlfriend now? (laughs) And he said, said, oh, fuck yes. This should not have been the vocab two 30-somethings had. But I literally am like, that's – it can happen in any way. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Sounds I, awesome. I agree. And, like, another thing about that is, like, fucking – it is so good to say – I honestly don't, like, to think about regrets, but big regret is that I didn't say that earlier. Like, it would have been, like, a thrill even if I got the wrong answer. That's, like, back to Hannah's advice. It's, like, just being clear about what you want and doing it in a fun way or, like – I. it's weird because I feel like – I could have let my current relationship go on undefined forever if he never brought it up and, like, needed an answer. 
Like, Same. I really would have. And I, obviously, that has no reflection on how I feel about him. It's like, it was just like going so, like, I'm. it's like my fear of intimacy, which yeah. comes in two flavors. Like, oh, no, I don't want to define it. Or, ooh, you're definitely not going to define it, so let me pursue you, you know. So that's, that's yes. my personal shit again. But I, it's just like, ugh, there's something that's so lovely. I love that. Are we toast yeah, boyfriend great. and girlfriend? Uh, like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yes. That's oh, great. Fuck like, yes. I mean, I feel like it's a good – obviously, it worked out in that situation because, like, the response was, like, fuck yes, which is great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that even, you know, in any situation, like – okay, every – not that this is the way you want to do it, but basically every conversation I've had that's been in any way defining has been initiated by a drunk person. And <laughs> – Actually, two guys initiated the conversation in the, in the exact same way, which is like, so my friends are asking if we're like boyfriend and girlfriend. Two different guys. Wait, and that's I, so And funny. I didn't know what to tell them. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know we were in sixth grade, although I shouldn't shit on these guys because they actually started the conversation and I just avoided it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's scary and there's not like, I don't think there's a right way to approach it. So I think approaching it in a lighthearted way is like kind of dope. Yeah, lighthearted but like super honest. So I think what you maybe didn't love about those other approaches is that it's like, okay, I know the excuse. I would say go with vulnerability. People are going to respond the best. Even if they like can't be there for you, like you're going to have like these sweet, nice memories of them instead of like – sorry, like be the boyfriend you want them to be or the girlfriend you want them to be. Like you're going to have this like better like – I don't know, when you're vulnerable, when people are just fucking vulnerable, like, if you're vulnerable, someone's not going to be mean to you, like, outright mean. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And then you can't, like, go on for months and months forever, again, my, like, and then get angsty with each other and all that bullshit. That's just, it's just not worth it. Like, totally. Now that I'm 30. I think vulnerable. I, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just feel like now I'm 30, I look back, I'm like, don't waste your time. Like, in the moment, it's going to feel so hard to let that thing go, but, like, then just go on, like, 51 more dates after that or something. Like, if yeah. it doesn't work out, like, say it sooner. If I could go back and say it sooner, I would say it sooner. Like, things in places I never said anything, really, and skirted it. You, you put yourself in purgatory, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Plus, like, okay, I think that, like, being vulnerable is really important. And when you're vulnerable, like, also, I think it's really important to be kind of, like, unapologetic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you should approach it with, like, I just wanted to find this because I think, yes. like, like, I think you should just be, like, like, I don't think you should have any shame around trying to define it. And especially, like, I'm a big over-apologizer. And it's something I've worked on, I've tried to work on a lot because people, like, I don't want to see people take take you less seriously. Like, I mean, I think for me, I was doing it at work a lot and that makes people take you less seriously. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I realized that I was apologizing for a lot of stuff that I hadn't done wrong. I was apologizing for everyone else. I was apologizing for anything ever un, un good that happened. Mm-hmm. Anything like uncomfortable, anything awkward, anything this, anything that. Like I would just insanely apologize. And the conversation is uncomfortable, but – you shouldn't apologize for that. It just, like, is. And if – and I think that also, like, everyone is so drawn to people who are, like, yep. confident in what they want. Like, that if you just – before you go into the conversation, know what you want and then you can just say it and be, like – and if the person's, like, I'm not ready, you can be, like, that's fine. Like, it's what I want. Like, eventually I'm going to need that. But, like, for now I'm okay with it being a little bit undefined and, like, you know, we can discuss it soon. Like – 
at some point, like, I'll want to talk about it again. Or, like, I'm not okay with it being undefined, like, but this doesn't have to be angry, and then I go away. Like, I think I'm just imagining, because anytime I do anything where I feel a little more vulnerable, um, or I I just feel like you'll feel a rush anyway, not that you should go after the rush. Like, you'll feel really proud if you just are wanting to have this talk and maybe afraid. It's like, just fucking, just do it. That just do it moment. But also, like, and walking away doesn't mean forever. I don't know. I, I We yeah. talk about it all the time. But I think I think it would be very attractive to me if, like, I wasn't ready for someone and then someone was, like, going to walk away. And, well, that's probably my own shit, too. But truly was just, like, nice. And, like, no, that's okay. But they knew what they wanted. But, like, okay. Then I can't do this. It's a little tough for me. And I think, like, it would be really attractive to me. And, again, not that you should do that to get that person to be attracted to you in the moment. But, like, long term. Like, it's just a positive quality. I feel like it could, like, totally. reframe your future dating, too. Just, like, getting that – any like, anyone like me who hasn't really done that, like, getting that first one over with. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to make a, like – it's funny because now it's, like, kind of not in the cards for me, but I would, I would really like the chance to mm. be a little braver in these conversations. I was – I was – I brought up living together with Jeff for the first time. And he was so proud of me that he applauded. Oh, my (laughs) God. Because he knew it was such a big deal for me to make make any kind of, like, move. Um, But that was, like, it felt really good because it was something I wanted. It had been on my mind, and I didn't want to say it because I didn't, like – and that was in a relatively incredibly safe environment. Like, I knew we were – it was going to happen. You know, it was, like – it was still, like, a very safe thing, and I it still took a lot of, like – I had to like talk myself up a little bit. So I oh, do know yeah. we're giving all this advice and it's not easy to follow. And I'm, I don't know that I could just do it either. No, I'm realizing that like even when I like knew it was more in the cards for me with in this podcast, it was your birthday, Liza, that I was away and like it came back and had been like, like day 13 was like, you were like texting me a ton that week. And like, you're such a weird fucking texter. I always thought you hated me. Like, not hated. Sorry. That's true. But we were just talking about this last night. And like, I, that weekend I was like, I gotta, I gotta know or not. But I still couldn't like bring it up directly. I had to like insinuate and see because I knew I was moving and like have prod a little bit. But like, God, to just fucking say it. Because the thing is like, let's say you bring it up, what are we? And that person is like, I'm in. There are going to be a million more conversations that are going to come up in your relationship that are I'm imagining because there are little things and maybe it's because I'm a slowpoke turtle at relationships, but like that you're going to have to like bring up even though you're not sure. Even if you're so comfortable with each other that it's like gross, there are going to be things that you just like are going to have to like bring the fuck up because they're important oh, to you. for sure. You know? For sure. And like a million hard conversations. Like there have been conversations that conversations Jeff and I have had that have been so hard to have because it's about something that's like really fundamental about our relationship or what and like always difficult to like start but it is all so much less that when like the vulnerability of being like just completely rejected is not there you know Mm -hmm. like that that fear of like yeah that's just getting a hard no is the scariest shit still to me like I know but then it's like it almost I don't know it shouldn't have to be and like you'll get like like 
But I, but for me, it would have been like life ending. I mean, when I would like ask people to go on a second date at the beginning of this podcast, it was like traumatic. So yeah. what do I know? Should we read another well, one? Yes. I had one more thing to say yes, about that, just briefly. But I think that like the, the thing that I wish I had focused on more at the time was that the like the relief of having a conversation can be so – can feel so much better like it's like that yeah. it's like an exercise like and I, this is from someone who exercises a cool twice a month but same like when you're like facing it down you're like fuck this and then at the end of it like you know you do it for that end feeling of like okay this is all better mm-hmm. but anyway um, no, I like that yeah let's read should I read this email I want you to yes great okay awesome um, this is also from a listener and his name when discussing. Okay. Um, and she writes, hi, Liza and Kimmy. I'm super excited you two are going to be discussing when to have the talk for relationships because it's something I desperately need help with because I'm so new to dating. I've only had one experience with it, but it's a doozy. This is kind of a like worst the talk instead of a worst first date this week. <laughs> um, Keeping it short, I dated a dude during the summer who asked me to be exclusive after only three dates, which I thought was early. Uh, Put on the spot, I said I needed time, and he said he understood. I took two weeks to think about it and finally decided I was willing to give it a try, only for him to tell me he started dating somebody else and he wasn't sure he was ready to be exclusive anymore. Okay, my face – I haven't read this yet. My face is like a giant O. Yeah, (laughs) it's – get ready. Stupidly, I stuck with him for two months, then finally asked him to commit to one of us. He chose, he chose in quotation marks, me, then broke up with me two weeks later after I drove three hours to visit him because I, quote, pressured him to commit. My favorite part was how he claimed that he never actually asked to be exclusive on the third date and was really just asking permission to date other people because he knew I was new at this, despite using the words, I'm ready to be exclusive if you are. Period. And then she goes, men, period, which I'm obsessed with. Um, (laughs) So, okay, there's another paragraph of this email, which I do want to read, but I think we just need to process that for a second. Let's process that. My first suit sounds fucked up. Yeah, red flags are red flags. Three dates, exclusive, I'm sorry. Like, unless you're, like, no, even if it's, like, because, like, your religion means that you have to commit that soon, like, then you probably, like, that would should be known right away. Like, three days just feels weird. Feels really weird. Don't know how to process that. Like, just don't. Red flags are sometimes terrible red flags. Second thought a little deeper. I wonder, because I relate to this listener too. Like, I would have been so much more into this dude once I realized he was also dating someone else. So that's just something to think about. I don't mean to, like, project, but I always project. But that's just another yeah. thing. No, I mean, I think that he sounds like... I don't mean to always jump to the worst possible scenario, but he just sounds extremely manipulative, like borderline emotionally abusive because – sorry. Chloe. You hear that, right? That's Chloe. Chloe. No, that's fun. Keep it in. Keep it in. Oh, my God. She's scratching to get in the door. She was – when we started recording, she begged to go out in the living room because she wanted to hang out with Jeff, and now she's literally scratching at my bedroom door to come in here with me. Uh, She is – incredibly high maintenance and she runs this goddamn house um chloe is my dog maybe in case you have no idea who i'm talking about yeah chloe's Um, is adorable puppy and 
maybe she needs a treat like the podcast My Favorite Murder where they give a cookie to the cat. Oh my yeah. god, yes. Just to get used to it. <laughs> yes. I, I literally cooked her dinner tonight, so she's had a treat. She's oh, been having, right. She's been having so many problems always, so I had to fucking cook her. Beef. I mean, I'm saying it angrily. I love her more than anything. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's, it seems to me like this guy is very much like, like I said, very manipulative. Like, he was insulted that you didn't immediately want to be exclusive with him. He was like, great, I'm going to go out and fucking date someone else. Oh, you're ready to date me? Fuck you. Like, just very, like, that seems to me, like, just such, like, sketchy behavior and so fucking good for you that you noped on out of there. Yeah. And then to kind of, like, zoom out a little bit, because I think the listener kind of reminded us in this email what we wanted to talk about was, like, when to have it. I truly don't think there's a when, but I do know that three dates in is, like, probably not – unless you're in some – one of those stories that always made me pissed. Like, how do you just know and find out right away? Like, three dates is not, like, a when – that's, like, on the – the outside of the bell curve, you know what I mean? Like those are yes. the, the the very rare times that that's going to happen. Oh, God, I'm in stats right now, so I should know better what the fuck I'm talking about, but I don't. But like like you want to be within like one standard deviation, two standard deviations, there I go, of like there's just the normal like when you would normally have that talk, which I think is yeah. like so weird and like clearly even from all the conversations in our group, it's like it depends. Some people like two months is way too long to not have had that talk. For me, two months is not too long to not have that that talk yeah. personally. Even if I wanted to, like I kind of like need a little more time. Well, I think it also depends how often you're seeing each other. Like yes. I think like the number of dates is probably a way better measure than like the number of weeks. You know what I mean? Like because if you – Sometimes you see people, when you're dating them, you see people two times a week, three times a week. Like, that's not that unusual. But also, it's not that unusual to see someone, especially, like, I think in New York, it's not unusual to see someone every other week for three months yep. and then be like, oh, this is, there's something here, you know. Um, but I do think it is, like, a feeling it out on a case-by-case basis. But, you know, you don't, it, even in the situations where, it's two people and they like fall for each other and it's ferocious and they're in love, whatever. And then it's like, cool. Then you're like Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. It's like, mm. you know, it's too much, too fast. It's hard to like, you know, yeah, parse what is real and what it, or not what is real, but what is, you know, like sustainable. Sustainable. That's <laughs> healthy, a great way to put it. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I think it has to be a feeling it out thing with the caveat that like, Three dates is almost never going to be it. <laughs> and because you can only control you and not the other person, I'd say, like, the when to have it is when, like, the, like, gut feeling creeps in more and more or the anxiety is, like, actually, like, affecting your life or you're starting to lash out in whatever your way is, like, at the other person or at yourself, you know, like. Totally. For me, I wish I could have had a rule that was, like, all right, you have to have the talk when you start getting angry about things that aren't worth getting angry about or, like being sensey about like or like looking at who's liking their instagrams like that's when you should have had the talk or just or just exited politely because you already kind of did and knew that you should have gotten out or like for me i think my my litmus test for that is like when you're hanging out with someone and like mostly what you're thinking about (gasps) is the thing you're not saying like when it gets to a point where like a big percentage of the time you're together or the time you're thinking about that person is like you're thinking about the question marks like that's probably when yeah because that doesn't happen fast 
No. I think for a lot of people, because you have to figure it out first. Like you only really, that's the thing about the talk. You only really want to have it when you're on board. If you're not on board, you don't want to have it usually, unless you want to have a talk that defines something as not exclusive or not girlfriend, boyfriend or not, you know. Yes. And I understand with like sex and condoms and between men, women, 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 men, men, anybody, like there are some, some reasons you might want to be like, like I think like my, my parents never understood what exclusive means, but not dating. But like I understand like where that label comes in a little bit. Like yeah, I'm, I, this is kind of like off topic, but like I still yeah, just but it, it all holds like be at a place you're comfortable with. It doesn't have to be right away, but like yeah, like be, uh, okay, this is – I'll talk about myself instead of continuing to project. Like maybe there were times where I wanted it to find sooner, literally, so I could like tell friends what it was or finally be in a relationship. Mm. There were other times I wanted it to find because I like desperately wanted to be dating this person and be the, their only person. But like overall, when you're on the other side of any relationship in your life, you can look back whether like you started dating someone or like think back to other talks you've had, even if you haven't had big talks. Like – if you're going to do the committed side forever, that's like a lot a lot of investment. So I understand why people want to like get to know each other better. I don't know. Like there's – you've got to yeah. really get to know each other before committing, in my opinion, whereas other people like are have had lots of like three to four month exclusive committed boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. Like for me, it's like because my past is never relationships, it's like all about am I sure? I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. I think it's I think it's really important to know what you want. Like I think that basically the moment to have the talk is the moment you know what you want and you and you haven't changed your mind in like 9 days. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm just saying that as a very indecisive Gemini who changes my mind every 5 seconds like that, you know, keep give it, it give keep it, it's it like a tattoo. You got to give it some time. You can't just go get it the day you decide to get it. I don't have any tattoos either. I'm talking like I know. Um <laughs> No, this is a but, tattoo-free podcast. Like, not that we're anti them, we just don't have them. No, for two like millennials with a podcast, for neither of us to have any tattoos is actually kind of rare. We are in those outside the ninety-five percent of the, the bell curve. curve. LOL. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Real quick, I want to read the end of this listener's email. Yes. Um. Because she brings up some questions that we can discuss, and then we'll wrap it up. Wrap it uh, up. Okay. So second half for email. She says anyway. Now I'm dating a guy who seems really sweet and I enjoy hanging out with a lot, but he never seems to bring up emotions beyond saying that he likes me a lot. We've only been on six dates in two months so far, so I'm not in a hurry to be exclusive or in a relationship or anything yet, but I can see myself developing feelings for him and I'm honestly so burned by my experience during the summer that I'm terrified of even saying the words exclusive out loud to him. I don't want to pressure him like I apparently did the summer guy, but I also know I can't really do casual relationships for a long time. I also especially can't do physical stuff beyond making out if it's not exclusive, and I imagine that will come up. I guess my general question is, when the time comes, how do I bring up the relationship talk in front of him without getting total PTSD from my summer experience? In general, how do you avoid bringing luggage from past relationships to current ones? Sorry, this is such a long email. It's not. It's perfect. It is. And uh, yeah, okay. So I have so many thoughts on this. Same. First of all, oh my God, that guy from the summer was, I think, manipulating you and using like... Basically using the experience to, like, protect his ego. 
So that's just worth saying again. Like he felt burned and then he he gaslit you, which is fucked up. And I weirdly feel like this listener knows this on the deeper level, like because I've been in like her shoes, like just based on the language, like just hearing the email. Because again, Liza's read this, but I haven't, and hearing it out loud, like like you added that part about him telling you so, but you know he's wrong. Like, he, you, you didn't force him to, like, you know he's wrong. Because you literally, like, had you had a recorder in your bag, you know, he said those things to you. So, anyway. I just For sure. Back but up. also, I think it's important in this, from this listener, that you're saying you can't really do casual relationships for a long time. You can't do physical stuff beyond making out if it's not exclusive. Like, you're already in a great place because you know kind of, like, what your, those internal boundaries are of, like, what you are okay with and aren't okay with. So that's like a great place to be in. And uh, I think that like knowing those things, knowing like yes to this, no to this already puts you like so far and away ahead of, you know, the game in terms of like the talk whenever it might come up. And I, again, this, because this is the first time I'm hearing this, like – Liza, will you read that part again? Only because I feel like it's like the perfect wording if she wants to bring it up. Just the part where it's like, totally. I don't want to like put pressure on him, but I, like it was yes, just so. Ready? I don't want to pressure him like I apparently did to the summer guy, but I also know I can't really do casual relationships for a long time. I also can't do physical stuff beyond making out if it's not exclusive, and I imagine that will come up. Okay, yeah. So, totally. like, I think maybe that's what I was talking about. Minus the part about the summer guy. Because that's where I can hear her, like, knowing. Like, apparently, like, yeah, no, we all know. He's he's a weirdo. But the rest of that sounded, like, first of all, obviously so honest. Probably because you're writing into a podcast. So, it's, like, actually, I don't think it's very easy. Because we're strangers. But, like, it's different than saying something out loud. But, like, it's just so, it's so legitimate. And so, you're so self-aware. Like, I feel like that's the move. Like, there's no pressure felt. And I don't even mind the, like, I think it's okay to caveat these conversations. Like, I don't want to pressure you. This is a thing for me, though. Like, you're not, like, undercutting yourself. I don't know, Liza. You can disagree with me. It's not undermining not your feelings. All. Because, like, we all know this does put pressure. Because if you've been on the other end of it, you feel a weird pressure sometimes. Like, like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you, like, know what to say. Not that you have to say it now. Um, should we talk about what – the question was, like, when well, or how The to. question was how – do I bring up the relationship talk in front of him without getting total PTSD from my summer experience? In general, how do you avoid bringing luggage from past relationships to current ones? Which is a great question. Uh, my answer is that I don't avoid it. I very much just carry all my luggage like I'm fucking bring it moving in. to Antarctica with everything I own. Mm-hmm. Um, that metaphor makes no fucking sense. Uh, no one's ever moved to Antarctica with everything they own. Um, I think that Basically, all we can do in terms of, like, our baggage from past relationships is try to understand it, which it feels like you do. I was having Mm – I had lunch with a friend this week who was a friend in college that I kind of lost touch with, and I haven't seen her in eight years and we had, like, the most amazing lunch and, like, just caught up. And it was, like, one of those things where we were, like, oh, my God. We were, like, so excited to be reconnected. And she was telling me about her now husband, who I knew in college as, like, a friend of all of ours. And they didn't date. And now that they dated, like, in the times I've seen her, they started dating, got engaged, got married. Like, they're, like, a beautiful couple. And we were talking about, like, I did know some of his exes from college. And so we were talking a little bit about those different exes and the different ways they have, like – kind of made an impression on him and like how she had to deal with 
like how they both had to deal with different sets of baggage from different relationships. And this is like a couple that I think is so perfect for each other. So happy, like in an amazing marriage, whatever. Like you can't shed your baggage. I don't Mm -mm. think all you can do is just be aware of bad things. And also like baggage is also great because when you get to the destination, you have all your stuff oh. with you. You got your tools. You got your... Oh, no. okay. <laughs> no. Or th- like also therapy. That's all I would add. Yes, therapy. totally. That, that's therapy. like part... That, that's under the umbrella of like understanding yeah. it. But. but I think the silver lining of baggage is their lessons learned, you know? Like this guy from the summer taught you a great lesson, mm-hmm. which is like those red flags are red flags and um, clearly you're a fucking smart chick because you got out of that and was like, you are you know, messed up and you, you understand that this guy was not treating you correct. Um, but I think that just being aware of those lessons and then when you bring up this relationship, just remember this is a new person and anything that comes out of this talk, like because you know what you want, anything that he disagrees with or doesn't see eye to eye on is uh, evidence that he's not the right person for you. Or maybe he'll see eye to eye on everything and that would be great too. Yeah, and it's like, you don't have to like, like, this is the night, I'm going to bring it up tonight. Like, I know people want us to talk more about, like, getting physical in a relationship, and especially if you're not as comfortable with it, and we can do another episode on that. Um, Because I think, yeah, sometimes. uh, I am of two minds, because I know that was part of the concern here, because, like, in the past, I felt similarly about, like, getting physical and not being exclusive, Sometimes I think I'm actually more okay with that than I would say I was. And I was almost using it as not an ultimatum, but like, ooh, like sometimes it was like mixed up in other feelings. But I think if that's genuine for you, like my two minds are here. Like sometimes it can feel like more pressure in the moment when you're actually getting physical with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like if you then bring up the relationship thing, I don't know. I just think especially for like a straight man, like sometimes that is not the moment for them. But I also think like that's a moment where it's like, quite literally going to come up. So I don't know. Maybe if there's even any talking about it earlier. Oh, God. This is so hard. I'm just like – No, I think everything you're saying makes sense. Whatever feels normal. Yeah. And again, like, don't apologize. You – I'm so impressed that you know what you want and need and you're like – you don't want to be, you know, physical beyond a certain point without exclusivity. Like, all of those things, like, knowing all those things and having those – um those like parameters within yourself is like a great thing. And then it's just communicating it without feeling bad or weird about it. And cause you, should, you have nothing to feel bad or weird about. That's perfect. You know? And well, I mean, we're literally more absolutely not experts, but we're also like, I think the, the weirdest point about all of this thing, and I know it's not what you want to hear. Cause I used to Google the internet and find, listen, read everything to figure out when I should do what is like, there is no right answer because it's totally dependent. And I know this question is more about like how, but like even with the how, it's like, how do you want to bring it up? Or how do you think you want to bring it up with also having his like, maybe like fears, let's say we don't know his relationship fears in mind. Like it's all like situational for the relationship. And if your two hows and whens about having this talk don't match up, it doesn't mean like you did something wrong and if you had just had it on that Monday or Tuesday instead, it would have gone better. Like that's like the biggest take. Like as much as it's really nice to like listen to podcasts and read about these things and think about it, like just to remember there's no right answer. I don't know. I think that's just like yeah. that's maybe me copping out because we're not giving you an exact answer. But like I also just I really don't think there is one. I feel like it would be cheap for us to give you one because it would turn into those old like fucking books from – about the rules and the rules are non-existent 
Yeah. To me. And just remember to, you know, your past people don't define you. They just like help you understand more what you want for like your perfect person. I'm so fucking grateful for my ex. I wasn't going to sing it. Literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank no, you, I next. can't stop listening. It's, yeah. Yeah. Literally. I but, like, I honestly, like, I got, I'm not even the biggest Ariana fan. Like, I like her, like, vibes in, like, yeah. the me. But, like, I, that song gives me, like, weird chills because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so different than what I feel like I used to listen to on the radio when yeah. I was little. So, for I, sure. I really it's like it. It's very, like, Lady Power. Um, all right. Anyway. On that note. Um, you all better cool. DM so we already, us. Oh my god, we already did all of our business. We already told everyone where to follow us, told everyone to rate, subscribe, review. Don't forget, if we get to 300 in the week after this gets released, which is going to be, if we get to 300 reviews by this Tuesday, December 18th, we will do a Facebook Live show that week. Yes. So please go rate, subscribe, review. And email and your first, worst, and all that. And... I saw a couple emails come through because there was like a fun – I posted in the group uh, Today Show opportunity that like I think was figured out, but I passed along some names and we'll see if it – like I don't know, I actually know the end results. But people were like, I think I emailed the wrong address. So it's 5151 first dates pod at gmail.com. So it's 51firstdatespod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. So just – I don't know. I was thinking maybe that was happening um, to some other people. Because we also want you to this is this is why I'm bringing this up because we haven't gotten any taxi cab confessions. We've gotten plenty of you know date recap, but we want some like audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically leave us record a voice note on our phone on your phone and email it to, email us, to us about a date, anything, whatever. Give us some voicemail, quote mm-hmm. unquote, because we don't have another we don't have a phone line, but give us some quote voicemail to to play on the pod um and discuss and, and if you ne- unless you tell us to we'll never like don't worry about sending for, from your email because we'll never say your name unless you tell us to so totally. not yes. even your first name so yes um i know voices are kind of revealing but whatever just let us know matter. we love it and we love you we love you so much thank you so much um your continued support is why we're fucking doing this on a monday night all right we love you all love and you. go on a date and have that talk if you want to yes Go on a date. Bye. 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 A big shout out to Anthony from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.